if you're going to choose a long-term diet to do, it's probably the healthiest. What's up, guys? Welcome to Performance Talks, Episode 2. In the Episode 1, I just went over basic macronutrients and how to count macronutrients to get your total calorie count, a very simplified version of counting macros. But... I'm going to stay on topic today. We're going to go over a few different diets. We are going to go over the Mediterranean diet first, then the keto diet, the paleo diet, vegan diet, the vegetarian diet, the flexitarian diet, the DASH diet, the gluten-free diet, intermittent fasting, low-carb diet, and low-food FODMAP diet. Not sure if I'm saying that right, to be honest. It's F-O-D-M-A-P. And let's dive straight into it. I am Jake Jones, owner of TJE Performance Personal Training, for anyone wondering. And I'm just here to help you learn about getting in shape. So, starting with the Mediterranean diet... This diet is based on traditional eating patterns of countries that border the Mediterranean Sea. It emphasizes fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, nuts, olive oil, and lean proteins like fish and poultry. Red meat and processed foods are going to be extremely limited in this diet, and it's actually associated with heart health and reduced risk of chronic diseases. I've seen a lot of studies saying, indicating that the Mediterranean diet, if you're going to choose a long-term diet to do, it's probably the healthiest and very maintainable, to be honest. It's more of just basic eating habits. But on to the next, keto diet, also the keto, also known as the ketogenic diet. The keto diet is high in fats, very low in carbohydrates, and moderate in protein. The entire goal of the diet is to get your body into the state of ketosis, which is where it burns fat for fuel instead of carbohydrates. So basically what you're doing here is overloading the body with fat, giving it no carbs, which is usually its primary energy source. So it goes into your fat deposits and starts burning those in order to, so your body has energy pretty much. Now this diet is great with weight loss. You see people preach it all the time. Do not use this diet to weight gain because you will just be putting on a significant amount of fat if you try to do it that way and eat. Pretty much don't do keto diet and being a surplus at all. That's the trick to being diet. And by surplus, I mean a caloric surplus. So eating more calories than you burn throughout the day would be in a surplus. You want to be in a deficit if you're doing keto diet. So eating less calories than you burn in a day. And one really interesting thing about keto that I actually didn't know until I was doing a little research before this is that it actually is used to treat medical conditions like epilepsy. So I'm assuming it helps you're less likely to have seizures if you're eating keto. I'm not positive on that part, but it is very interesting that the medical condition side of it. I will dive into each one of these a lot more detailed at a later time and later podcasts. But for now, we're just going to get a basic understanding to start and kind of figure out what might, what diet might be in your best interest to try. Up next is the paleo diet. 
also known as the caveman diet. People like Liver King kind of rip this off and sell it as their own idea, but it's basically foods that our ancestors might have consumed during the Paleolithic era. It includes lean meats, fish, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, while excluding, excluding grains, legumes, dairy, and processed foods. So, paleo diet, I've never personally tried a strictly paleo diet. I've never really tried it. I can't talk too much on it, but people who are big Liver King supporters would probably rave about it. Up next is the vegan diet. Now, vegans and vegetarians are different. I will touch on that because I know a lot of people get those confused. Vegans avoid all animal products, including meat, dairy, eggs, and sometimes even honey. Basically, if it comes from an animal, and or even if it comes from an insect, extreme vegans will avoid it. Now, they do rely on plant-based foods like fruits, vegetables, grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. I will say, vegan diet, it can provide essential nutrients, but you got to be really careful that you're getting the correct amount of protein, minerals, and vitamins because your micronutrients are very important to your overall sustained health. And if you're eating strictly vegan, it can be hard to hit certain vitamins that are easily obtainable in meat sources. Vegetarian diet, you're going to kind of have the same issue in terms of essential nutrients, but vegetarian diets abstain from meat or vegetarians abstain from meat but they some of them do eat dairy eggs and other animal derived products there are different variations of vegetarian diet including lacto vegetarian which means it includes dairy and then they have the ovo vegetarian which just basically means it includes eggs and lacto ovo vegetarian which means it includes both dairy and eggs so the main difference between vegetarians and vegan vegans avoid all animal products. Vegetarians abstain from meat. Flexitarian diet. My favorite type of vegetarian. It's people who try to eat vegetarian but occasionally have eat meat, have some meat or some fish. Now, their focus is on plant-based foods, but and this is what a lot of people do who even claim they're vegetarian. They're actual, actually flexitarian, which just means they eat meat once a month, maybe when they go out to a nice place. A lot of these people just grew up eating meat commonly and haven't been willing to fully give it up because they like tastes or whatever it may be. The next one is the DASH diet. I have used this with clients with high blood pressure and this dietary approach is for exactly that it's to stop hypertension and it does this by emphasizing foods that are very low in sodium and rich in nutrients like potassium calcium magnesium and fiber it aims to lower blood pressure and reduce the risk of heart disease up next the gluten-free diet very simple understanding of this one. It's going to exclude gluten from the diet, which is a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye. It's essential for people with celiac disease, which is a gluten allergy, or just people who are gluten sensitive in general. 
you know, some people eat gluten, have to use the restroom right away. It just doesn't agree with their stomach. It's pretty common. It actually is pretty hereditary, so it runs in same, some families and some not. Naturally, gluten-free foods like rice, canola, fruits, vegetables, and many dairy products are allowed. So, gluten-free, dairy is fine. And the world's actually becoming, I will say, a lot more gluten-free friendly, especially out here in California. I know they have apps for gluten-free people that will have gluten-free friendly restaurants. And it is becoming a bigger and bigger thing as there are more people in the world that develop gluten allergies. The next diet, one of my favorite to talk about is intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is something you'll hear personal trainers talk about all the time. They always push this on their clients. I firmly believe you need to lock in on your basic macronutrients for trying to before trying to intermittent fast. Popular methods of the fast, basically what intermittent fasting is, is just cycles of eating and fasting periods. So popular methods to do this or the 16-8 method, that's a very common one, which means you fast for 16 hours a day and then you use that eight hour time frame to eat as much as possible or eat until you hit your macros, which is a better way to approach it. And then the other common one is the 5-2 method. This is a much more extreme method. I actually have done this and it's five days of eating and then two days of fasting or severely restricting calories at least now the important if you're going to try this make sure you're drinking a lot of water in those two days and i would also try to kind of carb up on your fifth day i that's what i personally do to get through it but the benefit to doing that and why i actually tried doing it is because fasting you can get a little bit of natural h GH boost, a natural HGH boost from it, but it is only extreme fast where you're going to see that happening, and it's basically your body thinking it's starving, so it produces human growth hormone in order to sustain the muscle and what the body already has. Next up is the low-carb diet. These diets limit the intake of carbohydrates, really simple. Technically, doing keto is a low-carb low carb diet. But if you're eating low carb, doesn't mean you're necessarily eating keto. Because if your proteins are higher than your fats, you're not eating keto. And non-starchy vegetables are a huge part of this diet. They can help with weight loss, blood sugar control, but the level of carb restriction does vary per person. Everyone really reacts to carbs differently. Some people are very sensitive to carbs. They'll eat carbs. Their body will hold on to them. It'll eventually become fat. Some people like me burn carbs really fast. We need it for energy. If I eat low carb, I feel absolutely drained. But it really is all figuring out what works for you. It depends on your own habits, everything like that. Your own past history, your family's past medical history. Remember, the best diet is the diet. All right. So my camera died for a second. Sorry about that. I was going over the FOD MAP diet, low FODMAP diet is what I've been calling it.
So basically, it you eliminate all your cal or you eliminate your diet down to 20 basic ingredients, and you slowly re reintroduce different foods until you figure out what is bothering your stomach or what you might be minorly allergic to. But that's basically what that diet's used for. It's really only necessarily necessary if you're having digestive discomfort. But other than that, those are the 11 diets I chose to go over. Personally, if you're looking for a long-term diet, healthy, I would look into Mediterranean. There's a lot of health benefits to that. And there's a lot of studies about that possibly being the best diet for us as humans. Now, keto diet, great way to lose weight. Really have to be disciplined about staying in a deficit and keeping your carbs pretty much at zero. Very, very low, if not that. And then, like I said, paleo diet, don't really know much about like personal experience wise at least I haven't tried any of liver kings methods or anything like that I'd much rather eat very sustained just hit my back basic macro and micronutrients that I have set up for myself I eat like a bodybuilder intermittent fasting why not try it it's a good mental push to be honest but overall it was great talking to you guys again I really appreciate it and uh Podcast 2, I'm out.